Hi, this is Richie Dave Porter from the UK, British blues guitarist, and you are listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello once again, and thank you very much. John Bon Jovial, oh legendary one, thank you listeners for joining us for another week of some great music, and we're going to start it off right now with a previous guest winner here on the David Bowers Awards. Chrissy Gammon is back, and we're going to give you a sneak preview of her next release, which will be coming out, I believe it's Monday, she'll be coming out the 31st, which is actually Tuesday, I was close, this will be coming out Tuesday the 31st, you're going to hear it right now. Chrissy Gammon and Lazy Days.
Lazy Days. Chrissy Gammon now, a proud and pleasured resident of the great state of Florida, John Bon Jovial. And uh, as a matter of fact, she said, oh my. Uh, she said, she said this morning that uh, she had her first Florida surprise. She saw frost on the roofs in Florida. It's rare, but it can happen here in the Sunshine State. Oh, yes. Uh, yes about, uh, I want to say it was over Christmas time, uh, we saw temperatures uh, dip down into the 30s, which, of course, if you're up in Minnesota, it's like they'd just be laughing at you. But here in oh, Florida, yeah. that's that's some serious stuff. Yeah. I hear you. Same <laughs> here. We were down in the, the 30s. Coming to an end. We don't know what to do. <laughs> we were down in the, the 30s this morning. together. And <laughs> it's a... Uh, you know, it, it, it's big headline news story. But, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I remember I saw snow in Tampa back in the uh, mid-70s when I was living there. And, of course, it was, you know, it was a real heavy snowpack that morning. Uh, it melted before I could get the kids out of bed to go see it. So <laughs> it wasn't much, but it was enough. But, anyway, that's Chrissy Gammon, her latest Lazy Days, which will be released January 31st, and uh, it'll be available to all of you to get out and get your copies of it. Uh, real sweetheart, we had her on the show, I don't know, six months ago. I don't remember exactly when, but, uh, yeah, we're going to hear a lot more from Chrissy in the future, too. I'm convinced about that. John Bon Jovial, what are you doing down there besides freezing your toes off? Well, today hasn't been too bad. I think our high temperature today was 72 degrees. And that's, of course, in the middle of January, and anybody from the North Country would probably give their eye teeth to have a 70-degree temperature right now. But by Florida standards, it's a little on the cool side. But we like it. You know, we're tough folks. We can, we can take it. All we got to do is put on an extra layer of clothing, a sweatshirt, maybe a you know muffler wrapped around the neck, uh, you know, a big old pullover, uh, you know, a dead animal fur hat, our, our parker, <laughs> our, our, our mush boots, and we'll be okay. Because we are a tough breed here in Camp Swampy. There you go. We're trying to tough it out out here, too. We started very cold this morning uh, for us, and we made it all the way up into the very low 50s and uh, started to drop off this afternoon. So by uh, before 4 o'clock, it was down uh, back down in the 40s. So uh, it's going to be a, a cool night in the Valley of the Sun. But we've got some really cool music that won't have your teeth jangling, and a couple of great people to talk to, which we're going to be getting to in just a few moments. First, we want to shout out to our house band, Titty Bingo, Florida, Texas, Rock and Rollers, who have provided our theme song for going on 11 years now. We thank them so much. Check them out online at tittybingo.com because it's always time to play Titty Bingo. That's a uh, it's kind of an inside joke. It's a parlor game they kind of play down in Texas. If you're ever out that way, check into it and uh, and see for yourself. Also, want to shout out to our friends at Rochester Free Radio, including Steve Litback, whose rock and roll rumble show with the Baron follows the David Bowers Awards on Saturdays on Rochester Free Radio. And Armand Spins, who follows Steve on Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ, FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. And, of course, on Saturday nights, my oldest fan, who was listening to me my first full-time gig in upstate New York, way back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. And that, of course, is Jeff Moulton with his ABC Oldies Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock on Rochester Free Radio. John, a word about our friends at Anchor FM. 
Our friends at Anchor FM, indeed, they're good people. You know, you can get the David Brodnow, the, uh, can I try that again? <laughs> Folks, you can get the David Bowers Awards on many different sources across this wide, wacky, and wonderful universe. But what makes Anchor FM so special is the fact that they have participated with the David Bowers Awards to help out indie musicians, the management people, and also the recording people that help make these wonderful and talented artists possible to get their music out there. And how do you do that? How do you participate? At the end of this episode, you will find a link that you can click on to make a donation, whether it's a couple of bucks, $10, $20, whatever you want to do. We would really appreciate it and it really will be going to a very good and worthy cause that is anchor fm if you don't know how to find anchor fm then all you got to do is consult the google machine and put in anchor fm and it'll come right up you can click on that link and listen to the david bowers awards this episode and every single episode that we've done over the last 11 years you'll find it right there along with all the other wonderful podcasters that participate in Anchor FM as well. Of course, we want to be your primary. We'd really appreciate that. So that's Anchor FM. Dave? Well, thank you very much there, John Bon Jovi. I couldn't agree more. And we have our first guest standing by to come in and chat with us right after we listen to one of her tunes. Her name is Jennifer Alvarado. You may not have heard of her yet, but like many of the folks you hear on the David Bowers Awards, you're going to be hearing from her in the very near future. And we're going to be hearing from her in about three and a half minutes. Here she is, Jennifer Alvarado, with her current hit tune, Catfish.
And that's Jennifer Alvarado. Come on in here, Jennifer. We'd like to talk to you. Say hello to everybody. Hello. Thank you so Welcome much for having me on. Oh, our pleasure. Welcome. So glad to have you here and get to know you. You've got quite a uh, you've got quite a story to tell, and I want to get right to it because I I know there are listeners that are not familiar with you yet, and that's that's part of what we do here. We try to make sure you reach new ears with your music and. I heard that you started you started in music at a very early age. Yes. Um, so I actually started when I was probably four or five. Um, I have always loved music. I grew up just with my grandparents. That My grandfather played um, several instruments, and so he was quite influential on me. Um, and uh, I think because of that, I just had an appreciation and a love of music. And so... When I was about four, I started writing just little songs um, to go along with, you know, like shows I would watch on TV or whatever that may not have words with it. And I thought, this needs this needs words. So I think I've always been that, like, lyric person, that person that just loves words. So, yeah. That's that's really interesting because a lot of people do, especially people that make it in the music business, do get an early start. But for you, you got started in the writing at an early age, too, which is to be into organized writing. I mean, kids make up tunes, they make up lyrics to songs, and they usually they're usually takeoffs of something they've heard in another song. But uh, you actually got into writing your songs at an early age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my way of kind of storytelling, I think. And um, I also, you know, I would write short stories and all of that as a kid, too. But, yeah, with the music, it was just my way of sort of telling this story. And I remember <laughs> I remember when I was, like, seven, my boyfriend moved away, you know, Uh-oh. the first love thing. And um, I, I remember, like, writing this song for him and um, – you know, just the the idea that it like helps you feel better and everything. And so, like from a very early age, I think I really learned that that was an outlet for me, um, and it you know helped calm my nerves for one thing. But I was a shy kid, um, especially when I got up into like middle school, mm, and sure. um, it really did help give me an outlet to be able to sort of put down everything I was feeling. 
um, because otherwise I think I would have just buried it and sort of bottled it up. Yeah, I can understand that. When was the when was the first time you remember actually stepping up, maybe not professionally in the sense that you got paid for it, but the first time you actually stepped up onto some sort of a uh, stage presence type of thing and sang for other people? I remember when I was about four, four or five, um, I got up and sang at, uh, I was supposed to sing the solo for the Christmas performance. And so like, um, and I don't remember what actually happened, but I didn't get to actually do like the main day, but I did it for like all the teachers and all that. And that was like my first time up there. But I, really, it was probably when I was 10, nine or 10, I got really involved with choir at school and I always um, did the solos and, and just looked for anything that would allow me to sing. Um, and that was also like, when I first got my karaoke machine. And so, yeah, so I would, you know, stay in the basement and just practice for hours and um, be ready. The sign <laughs> the sign of a true professional who's going to make it in the business is somebody that sings every chance they get. I salute you for that. John Bon Jovi will come on in here and say hello to Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer, and thank you so much for being with us today. I think it is so cool, and i got to tell you, I love Catfish. I just think that that is uh, just a heck of a song. It's wonderful. I love the way you combine the rock and roll element with the country element. You know, you're not the first one to do it, but you do it in such a unique way that it just, it sounds like you're having fun, and I think it can be... Uh, just even musically, I think it could be uplifting for somebody that may be in a bad mood. Just turn that song on. You know, you, you'll feel a whole lot better. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's what you were going for. And, you know, I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask all of our guests that come on board with us. And uh, that is uh, not necessarily who is your musical muse, but who are your musical heroes? Who influences you? Who sets you down on that path? So number one would be Reba McIntyre. Um, I I started following Reba when okay. I was probably about eight or nine years old. Um, actually, probably even before that, but really when I was eight or nine and, and had a clue what was going on, like that was the person I looked up to. Um, and it was more from a business standpoint. Like, yes, I loved her music and, and I loved her as a performer. She was the first concert I ever went to. Um, and I was blown away just by her showmanship and all of that. Um, but then to see how she sort of navigated to all the different areas of entertainment. And she really has made, like, this legacy for for herself and, and this business. And um, so for me, I think just her grit and determination with that has always been sort of that one of the most influential things um as far as singers i love celine dion i love big voices so whitney houston celine dion um martina mcbride was a huge influence and i loved 90s country artists because that was really um i mean that's what my grandparents listened to was classic country and then you know 90s country and so mm-hmm. I think because of that, I learned sort of the importance of storytelling. 
And so that really has had an impact on me because I want to tell a, to- a story because I feel like that's what people look for. People want something that relate that they can relate to um, and apply to their life. And I think so often little details that we think are just insignificant and maybe we shouldn't include, like that can really stand out to somebody else and really be what makes somebody feel um, connected to a song. You know, you mentioned uh, the classic country elements uh, in mm-hmm. addition to the 90s country. And, yeah, there was some great stuff in there. Uh, but in the classic country element, you know, both David and I, uh, our backgrounds are in terrestrial, real, honest-to-God radio. And mm-hmm. um, we both we both jocked country music back in the 70s. I think my, I did a little bit more than he did. Uh, and, of course, I, I grew to love the classic country element, uh, the uh, mm-hmm. George and Tammies of the world, uh, Porter and Dolly, yeah. uh, Tom T. Hall, uh, you know, and, and, and all these, these major heavyweights. So I'm just right. kind of curious, what did your grand, who did your grandparents gravitate to, and how did that gravitation on their part affect your life? I remember... <laughs> I, I always tell the story when I'm when I'm doing a show because I, I sing Jolene quite often, and my grandmother's name was Colleen, and so she used to tell me that like Dolly actually wrote that song about her, and that <laughs> she just changed the name, you know. And so, you know, growing <laughs> up, I would listen to Dolly Parton a lot, um, and just saw her storytelling elements. My grandmother loved Conway Conway Twitty um, and Charlie Pride, oh, yeah. so both of them were. You know, I always heard their music playing, and I loved their voices. She loved Martina, um, and I think that was just a big voice, but also Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline was a huge influence. And actually, Mm. um, when I would go audition for stuff, I would always pick a Patsy Cline song, Um, and especially, like, Walking After Midnight. Those are, I mean, those are just classics. Um, And, you know, and then also Loretta Lynn. She she really loved Loretta Lynn and Tammy Wynette. I think she gravitated more toward the rawness of Loretta Lynn because um, Loretta Lynn just had that sassy personality, and and that was very much kind of like my grandmother. Um, and then my papa, he played a lot of bluegrass, so um, Earl Scruggs and and little Jimmy Dickens and, and some of the others. Like I remember growing up and, and watching the Opry um, and also Sea Hall with them. So Dear woman was, after my heart with those responses, you really are. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You had some, some solid footing there. Now, you just released your first EP a couple of years ago in 21, if I remember correctly. When did you decide to go professional? When did you make the move to start doing this more as a career and as just fun in your spare time. I um, I did a few demos when I was, I guess I was 22, somewhere around there. Um, and, and you know, my thought was, okay, I'm going to, like, shop this around or something. And I never did anything with it. And it wasn't until 2015 um, that I actually, I released an album in 2015 of Contemporary Christian. Um, because at that point in time, I was very focused on worship leading. Um, I'm, I'm still a worship pastor and a worship leader. Um, and uh, so that was really where my heart was. And so I was writing a lot of contemporary 
Christian and worship songs um, and released that project and didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, absolutely not a clue. I thought you released something and then they like come find you and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. So anyway, <laughs> I released this, nothing happened with it. You know, I sold all my hard copies of it and that was pretty much it. And um, then when, when the pandemic hit, I was at home and I was like, okay, I've kind of learned now. It's been six years. I've kind of figured a little bit of something out, maybe. Um, and I started releasing the the country stuff um, in 2020. And so, and it was because I had all of this stuff written that was just sort of gathering dust and sitting on a shelf because some things happened with worship leading um, and just that whole path that I was like, maybe I just need to like hang it up and not do anything else with music and just be done and go find me a normal everyday nine to five. And that's it. Um, and obviously like that, that didn't happen <laughs> because, you know, I feel like when God puts something on your heart, even when you want to throw in the towel, he's going to make another way. So that's what happened. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that because I did note where you have, in addition to your music, which you've you've also you've been as versatile as you can be there because you go country, you go pop, you you cross the genre lines there, and I love that. What I wanted to ask also is about your Christian work in the in the faith community. What what are you doing there? Um. So. On Fridays, I'm part of a Celebrate Recovery ministry. I've been doing that for about 10 years. Um, And I got started with that in 2013, sort of just to help them out. I actually started worship leading back when I was probably 15, Um, so in high school, and um, had a few ensembles and stuff like that, and then ended up switching churches and sort of sort of just put everything, when I graduated college, put everything on hold um, music-wise because I was sort of like, I'm I'm a realist in a lot of ways. I don't think I am now, but back then I, I very much was. And so it was like, okay, now, you know, I've had fun with music. Like now I've got to grow up. And um, so I tried to just kind of sit it down and then it, wouldn't sit down like it wouldn't stay there right yeah it wouldn't stay there like (laughs) and and you know you miss it and it's like this this thing inside of you that you just you have to do it and so um I got involved with worship ministry again and um for me that was just that's where I thought I was supposed to be and needed to be and I really love recovery ministry especially because you know, we all have things, um, whether it, it doesn't have to be an addiction, like a substance abuse addiction or something like that. We have everyday things that we deal with and insecurities. Right. And um, that's really what that program is about, is, is just laying all that down um, and finding accountability with other people, but also realizing, like, you're not alone. You're not alone in all of your stuff. You have people there. So, um right. That's just a ministry that's very dear to me. And I think I think like your crossover in your music, uh, crossing from country to pop and back again, and finding that you can do that. I, I think what you're saying 
is that you found you can do the same with your personal interests, with your music and your Christian beliefs and programs there too. And I think that's, I think that's a wonderfully mature thing for someone of your age to recognize and to utilize, to be able to do both and realize that they can coexist. And you do, you do that well from what I'm seeing. Unfortunately, we're running a little bit short on time, and I don't want to let you get out of here without giving you the chance that I try to give all our guests to tell yeah. the listeners how they can find you, how they can follow you, and, of course, how they can get your music, because, let's face it, that's what it's all about. Tell, tell the folks how to get in touch with you. Yeah, so it's all over the digital streaming services. So just look up Jennifer Alvarado. Um, you can also check out my website. It has links to everything on it. So if you want to check out JenniferAlvarado.com, um, or if you have Facebook, it's Jennifer Alvarado Music or backslash Jim Music 12, or Instagram is Jennifer Alvarado Music. Already, and they can get your they can get your tunes there as well. They can. Great. Wonderful. We thank you so much for coming and visiting us today, spending time with us, and uh, sharing your thoughts and your history. Uh, It's wonderful getting to know artists like yourself. And as we tell everyone, you are now part of our family. Once you're on the David Bowers Awards, you're part of our family. So we want to keep in touch with you, know what you're doing, and, and be able to share it with our listeners as well. One of the ways we do that is our Facebook page, which we started years ago, and it has become our anchor page, the David Bowers Awards Groups page. It's a music page on Facebook, where you can post your news, your new releases, your playdates, whatever you want to share with listeners. You can post it there without sending me a press release or anything. You post it directly, and we'll pick it up from there and share it on the other pages where we share our music news. So feel free to use that because that's what it's there for. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you again for joining us, sharing with us, and sharing your music with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer Alvarado is the name. And here she is with a tune she did a little while ago called Curious. I can see you looking at me from across the room. With every single glance, I get a little more confused. You shouldn't want me, I shouldn't want you. All of our reasons, we follow the rules. But all I keep dreaming about is me with you.
here on the David Bowers Awards, Jennifer Alvarado. We thank you so much, Jennifer. Pleasure talking with you. Thank you, folks, for hanging in there because we've got another great act coming up, Mr. Fred Hostetler, who you welcomed here on the show before. He's back with some new music and I'm sure some new stories to share with us. So let's bring him on, Mr. Fred Hostetler with Orphan Blues. Well, at 3 a.m. in the morning, I sat straight up in bed. I heard the telephone ringing, ringing in my head. When the phone rings after midnight, you know the news ain't good. There's something happening somewhere. You better knock on wood. Well, I jumped out of bed, ran around searching for my phone. When I picked it up, a voice told me, your mother has passed on. I bowed down my head, a tear ran down my cheek. I dropped down on my knees. I couldn't find the words to Well, it's a hard, hard lesson When a loved one's gone away You miss them morning, noon, and night Each and every day Now mother's gone, 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 gone I got the orphan blues And she's gone Now mother's gone, 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 yeah And I got the orphan blues Don't know where I'm going or what I'm gonna do. That's right. You know I really love that woman. I tell the world I do. Yeah. You know I really love that woman. I tell the world. Remember mother's advice Hold fast to the right Walk in the light And you'll be alright Remember mother's advice Hold fast to the right Walk in the light And you'll be alright Son, remember Remember mother's advice Remember mother's advice you go, Fred Hostetler with the Orphan Blues. And, I mean, you can just feel that reaching in and pulling the heart out of you. Fred, welcome aboard. <laughs> hey, you played it first, David. Oh, really? I didn't Thank know you that we much. got to break it's it. Good to be here. Fantastic. Great to have you back here. Thanks for letting us uh, for letting us break Orphan Blues. I love that thing. I mean, that's 
That is what soul is all about. I mean, that is a tune that you can feel. It reaches down inside you and just, like I said, just pulls oh, the heart that, right out of you. Yeah, well, that's, I, I'm, that's great. I'm glad that uh, you feel that way about it. And it has now, you wrote that, of, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote that. It just, uh, I don't know. I wanted to go back and do blues. After the last album, I want to get back and do some blues stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, so I dug in. <laughs> well, I dug it worked. For that one. <laughs> it worked, it and good. i got to believe that you believe in what you're doing because you can't do the blues if you don't feel it. And it's obvious well, you you feel it. Oh, thank you, David. Thanks. That's kind of you. Now you're you're an indie artist, which you know we love on this show. Uh, you're a singer, songwriter, author too, I hear. But you've worked with uh, you've worked with some names that uh, we've heard of. I mean, things people oh. like uh, what Johnny Winters, Graham Parker, Billy Squire, Jeff Beck. You you've worked with some uh, some big time artists. Yeah, and then of course Jeff just passed and. Yes. I wrote up. Uh, uh, I, I wrote a blog about one experience I had with him. Uh, we, I got to write a song with him, and uh, that was really great. And he was—he's a great guy, and I'm so lucky to have had that chance, you know, to uh, write that song. It's called "Back on the Streets." It was the B yep. side of "People Get Ready," and then they released it as a bonus track on. Uh, his Flash album, and then it went on to the, uh, his, it's included in his, um, you know, that big greatest hits kind right. of thing that they do. Oh. And that was with Karen Lawrence singing. Karen Lawrence sang that of Blue by Nature. She, Remember Blue by Nature? I think you interviewed Karen, too, at one time. So anyhow, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I've worked with them and, and Johnny, too, I sang. On, um, that was... Uh, uh, I was raised on rock. Was the name of that song? Okay, got you there. Yeah, that's fantastic to get the opportunity to work with people like that. Speaking of Johnny, my co-host John Bon Jovi is standing by, and I know he'd like to get in here on the conversation because one, he likes to shut me up and do some talking of his own, and two, he loves the blues. So come on in, John. I love the blues, Fred. Welcome back and welcome home. It's good to have well, you back on the you. show again. It really is. Brother, I'll tell you what. I, I'm digging on that song. That is just so good. Uh, I love your guitar work. i got to know, what kind of guitar are you using in that? Well, the mainly it's a Taylor acoustic electric. And it's the one, the main, the slide, a lot of the slide work I do on a little baby Taylor, which is like, <laughs> it's like Taylor Swift's kind of that's what she you know they had one that they did for taylor swift and it's sort of like that except uh it's about 21 years old and has been around the world three times and it's it it just has such a great sound you know i just i it really does yeah and uh, you know and and it's nice of you to name drop taylor swift like that i'm sure she appreciates it but i'll tell you what she she's a very talented young lady but you know she she's a very talented young lady but uh, you know my personal cup of tea goes far far in the direction of what you're doing there 
And yeah. uh, David is absolutely right. I am a devotee of the blues, and I have been ever since I was, you know, uh, what's what's the line? What's the line? Every you know, ever since I was, uh, what was that? Ever since I could crawl. Ever since I, I was, you know, the yeah, only luck I've had, bad luck I've had, the only luck I've had is bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. No luck at all. You got that right. Yeah. Well, but uh, no, congratulations on putting this you know, together. It's great. It really is. Yeah, um, and then it'll be followed. That'll be on an album that comes out in a couple. I'm working on it. It's uh, the songs are done, uh, but not mixed. I still have to do a, some stuff, and so that'll take probably six, eight weeks at least. And then I'll, I'll, this, this song will be out on that album. I think it's called going to be called Rain Walking. And that's I was going to ask, that, and I hope I don't I don't play that much. Uh, I live out on Whitby Island, which is in the Pacific Northwest, and I just sort of hang out there and I play a little bit locally, you know, just small mm-hmm. little places. I, it's so hard to tour. I, I you know it's almost it's really difficult now. So oh, I know I'm what you're saying there. Maybe play a couple more places. I I played. Uh, back in Indiana, you know, at a smaller place, but 150 people, it's, it's like a sold out show. And because they know who I am, that was near my hometown. So everybody knows me. So I had a good crowd. So I might go back there. I just got a call from him today. He said, when are you coming back? And I'm thinking, well, maybe this summer I should plan something and go back there and, and uh, maybe get up to the Kitchener Waterloo Blues Festival. Uh, this summer, uh, I know people up there, so I'm, maybe I can do a few things. Uh, but I haven't done go. that because you know COVID is COVID was here, oh, and now people are starting to get together. But it, it's just that I'd like to play out more, but you know it's hard to get a band to, to pay a band, and you don't you know the whole routine because you work with you know independent artists, you have them on, you try to support us. And uh, it's very, it's really difficult to try to even take a bass player and a um, drummer out with me, yeah. which I like mm-hmm. to at least try to do three piece, you know. So I so I have a little support. Um, sure. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And and uh, I don't know. Well, you keep you <laughs> keep in things. mind. You keep us in mind when that album comes out. I'd like to help you with it if you, yeah, sure uh, you know, I will. send us send us a track off it or something, and uh, we'll get it on here and try to make a little extra noise for you there and keep the keep the word going around because we love the music, we love the indie artists, and we'd love to help you any way we can. I know John Bon Jovial isn't through here, John. I know you've got something else you wanted to add. Yeah, well, you had mentioned, Fred, uh, a few minutes ago, your collaboration with Jeff Beck, and of course, yes, the. Uh, the passing is just, you know, incredibly sad. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's 78. He'd lived a good long life, but uh, you know, at the same time, it made me think back when the when the news first broke. It, it made me think back to my youth, uh, and I, I guess I'm going to date myself here. But back in 1965, <laughs> when I was a wee lad of 14 years old, I remember seeing. Uh, Jeff Beck with this obscure group in, at the tea party in Boston. I think they were called the Yardbirds oh, wow. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. it was yeah. oh, just, oh, I mean, oh, I'm 14 oh, years yeah. old. I, I shouldn't have even been there. 
but you know it you know there there was there was a blue haze hanging over the crowd and and the yardbirds are up there and Jeff Beck and it's like uh, you know I was Kevin I was an absolute yeah, Kevin and uh that's special. one of those memorable things that you yeah, one of those things you carry with you your whole life, and and so yeah, I I I, I did get to see that, and uh, it, it was pretty amazing. It really was, and so yeah, the fact that you collaborated I, with him, that's great. My hats I'm, off to you. I'm a lucky man. You know, I may not be lucky in some ways, and have growing success, you know, and popularity, and sell a million records, and all that stuff. But I got to work with some really great people. And boy, I'm grateful for that, and that's carried me through. And I'm still back. I still can play. I've got my hands. I've got. I'm writing, and I'm happy. You know. <laughs> well, so, you you did to, uh, you did score indeed. You got definitely got very lucky there. A lot of people would exchange places with you in a heartbeat. And speaking of collaborations and artists you've worked with, now you not only worked with Carol Lawrence, but uh, you helped co-found the uh, the Southern California blues band, Blue by Nature. Yeah, and I just got off the phone with Karen, and she's working, she's going to, um, one of the songs that will be on the next, on my album, she's doing the, you know, I don't know how much, it may be a duet with me, uh, but she's going to do the, all the background vocals and stuff with me. So that's fun to go back and have something coming out that both of us did. And she's working away on her own stuff. Uh, Incredible. I don't know how exactly, you know, it just, things happen and it gets slowed down. Uh, so well, I don't know when that's going to happen. But, yeah, you know the Internet. It just keeps going. Oh, yes. It, it, yes, it does. It, it's, it's been, still, what, it's, I was going to say, it's been a couple of years since you were on the show. You've got a lot of stuff coming down. You've got to keep in touch with us, man. Don't stay away for two years. <laughs> okay. All right, David. Uh, we, we, we'd I'll like to be able to help you, but we're going to know what's okay. going on. And I'm getting well, waved at that we're running a little short on time already. Uh, it's it's yeah. It never fails. The more interesting the artist is we're talking to, the faster the time goes by. So I do want to give you a chance to tell the folks again where they can find you, how they can contact you if they want to send you a message, and how they can get your music. Sure. I'm on Facebook, Fred Holstetler, H-O-S-T-E-T-L-E-R. And basically all you have to do is Google me, Fred Holstetler Musician, and my website comes up and you can buy all my songs there. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, all social media. If you just put my name in, and, and you'll find me, and I'd, I'd be happy to talk with you. And uh, I like to follow David too. And I follow him and watch him on Facebook and see what, how the show is going. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm well, always watching you. you guys, so be, be careful. <laughs> hey, that's a compliment and an honor to have you following us. We appreciate that. And just uh, just so you know, I. You mentioned that show you went back to in Indiana and that you had a full house and everything there. And I know that there was a quote came. I don't know the person who said it, but I have to believe it was somebody who was running the show or had something to do with it who said, full house, great show, come back anytime. So that's about the highest praise you can get as an artist. That's right. And he talked to me today and said, when are you coming back? So... <laughs> 
Good one there, David. <laughs> well, now now there's two of us. Now there's two of us that have said the same thing. Fred, I've got about one minute left, okay. and it'll probably take me that long to say the title of this song. But can you give us a 30-second uh, oh, sure. summary of Olaf Olaf's Daughter's Finished Knee-High Leather Boots? Yeah, this is sort of like I wanted to do to pay tribute to Bob Dylan, actually, you know, for all the stuff that he did. And, and I was in New York City at Electric Ladyland recording, and that's what this song is about uh, back a uh, long time ago. And it sort of has that, that feel of uh, blonde on blonde and some of that kind of stuff. I just wanted to pay tribute to him, and, and I, I met this girl on the street, and 50 years later, I married her. I saw her again, and I married her. So it's quite a well, story. Congrats. It's true. It's a true story. Congratulations, so I and I'm sure the listeners will again. Thank you. Fred Hostetler, here okay. he is with Olaf Daughter's Finnish knee-high leather boots. Okay, thanks, guys.